Monch two, Monch two. Mon Sherry, Sherry, Hash, how are thee? Very well. It's been a nice, nice afternoon with the family, Mother's Day and that. Yeah, so what was it like when you walked in and you had the flowers? Was it was it was it a, a Mother's Day moment? It was a Mother's Day moment. My mum loves flowers. Aww. How did you spend it? I just basically told my mum that I'm really lucky to have her. She's a different class lady. And um, then we had dinner and then we proceeded to critique the dinner. What did you critique about the dinner? Well, you know, like my mum always makes like certain dishes, mm-hmm. signature dishes, good dishes. And I felt like today, like there was one of the dishes that she usually makes that was lacking. It was lacking a little bit. It was like you turn up to perform, but you're not really there. Yeah. So um, what was it she made? So it's a Greek dish. It's, it's called fudgin. Yeah. Okay. And it's like lentils and spinach and onions and garlic. People can make it in kind of different kind of ways, but that's how my mum makes it. And she makes a really good one. She makes a really, really good one. Okay. And obviously salad and cabbage and all that kind of stuff on the side. So what was lacking? The flavour weren't there, bruv. It weren't what it usually is. And I was like, mum, like today, did you feel like, you know what I mean? There was anything. And she was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And she was like, <laughs> she was seeing if I could have noticed what she did do differently. Yeah, yeah. But she weren't going to tell me. She wanted to see if, if I could. If you noticed. Because I noticed something was different, but yeah. what did I notice that As was different? As in the specific flavour or the specific, oh, specific spice. Yeah, also, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like trying to close stuff down. I was like, did you put this in it? Did you put that in it? And she was like, yeah, yeah. No, that's same as before, same as before. And then eventually I got to. What was missing? <clears throat> I got to the root cause. It was the amount of garlic. Uh-huh. It was the too much or too little. Too little. Too little. Too little, and that's that's big with garlic. Yeah, that's big. Um, and in my house, there's kind of a war going on at the moment with garlic. Like some people are leaning towards like Dr. Sebi. Yeah. And like, they're like they're like trying to hate on the garlic, and then you got me and a couple of other people in in the camp that are trying to lean towards more. You know, like the Dr. Eric E. Bergs, the Italians, the Greeks, and more the Italians really, because I think they're you know heavy on the garlic, heavy in the game, yeah. Isn't it? I love garlic. Exactly. I love garlic. So it's one of them kind of wars, man. Yeah. So that's pretty much how we spent it. But it's always banter in my house like that. It's always banter. Like my mum doesn't take nothing like that personal. She's got her verbal machine gun ready. Do you know what I mean? She needs to pop back. She'll pop back. You know what I mean? Usually be like, if you don't like it, you know where you could go. Or sometimes though, what I like about my mum is she'll be like, all right, you know what? I'm going to raise it for the next one. I'm going to raise it. And she's not like raising it like like we're telling her what to do or because we're always grateful for anything my mum does in the household. Blatantly grateful. Do you know what I mean? Always tell my mum, thanks for dinner, mum. Thanks for dinner, mum. Always. But um, I like the banter that comes. I like the banter that comes where my mum is one of them mothers that it will play on her mind to know that maybe I didn't enjoy saying as much as I have before. But not play on her mind like I've been ungrateful or, or disrespectful with it, but play on her mind like, I need to get him to visualise that joy again because that's going to bring her joy. So it's always banter, man, always. I wanted to go to current affairs a little bit. Let's if we do could. I wanted to touch on the vaccine, uh-huh. okay, because we've had a couple of conversations about it. They've got a bit passionate between me and you when it comes to the vaccine. And I'm sure there's loads of millions of people out there having these passionate conversations with family and friends. Someone that I met yesterday was actually saying that they've said they're going to get it because of pressure from their family. Now, I want to make clear, this is not anti-vaccine shit, but there are more things coming up in the news about some of the effects whether that be blood clotting whether that be um um, what's known as kind of instant reactions to 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 the vaccines and i thought it was interesting how we've got a 
like a group of countries on this side, like Norway and a couple of other countries, I think Ireland today and a few others that are now not using anymore. And then you've got the World Health Organization and Mexico and England and a couple of other countries. And the World Health Organization is not a country, but they're in they're on this side, the other side saying, No, 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 it's cool, it's cool, crack on, crack on. The evidence ain't there. So I just wondered, because this ain't conspiracy and this ain't about acne vaccine. This is a story that's in the main news at the moment. And I just wondered, like, like imagine those conversations when like Norway are on the phone to England and they're like, We ain't buying your shit no more. And England's like, listen, bro, our shit's top quality. And and the last thing I'll say, because I definitely want to want you to come in on this, because I know when we spoke last time you were saying about you didn't have a problem getting it but then on an earlier episode I remember you saying that you know you wanted to wait for version 2.0 yeah. and all of that yeah. so the last thing I wanted to say that do you also find it interesting that like countries like Germany have got like loads of it just sitting in, in their fridges because the Germans ain't really feeling it and then we're finding out also the French not that they've got like stockpiles of it but in general the French their people just ain't really looking to take it like quite a chunk like a big chunk yeah so yeah, we're facing somewhat of a similar situation here where huge parts of the population have said they're not going to take it. And I think it was either Pretty Patel or Matt Hancock that came out and said that, um, or Sadiq Khan maybe came out and said that there has to be some education to those who said that they don't want to take it. In terms of Germany, they've said that they, the evidence shows that it's not as effective as they initially thought for the over 65s. Yeah. It's just you know what it is, bro. It just, there's a lot of conflicting results conflicting evidence conflicting narratives conflicting it's but do you not think it's, it's getting to the point where it's a bit like I can't ignore when a country like Norway says look we've been rolling with the vaccine we're now up to a certain amount of cases where X amount of individuals have now have now got a blood clot and then in the same breath I'm and so the blood clot as a result of the vaccine that's what the, that's what that's what it's saying in the articles okay. based on Norway and a few other countries that have now stopped using the, the, the Oxford um, and, and, and but like I said to you I'm not saying that that article is fact or true and oh my god like you know but what I'm saying is that's gonna raise my right eyebrow but then in the same breath I've got my left eyebrow my left eye reading an article over here that's telling me from the WHO don't worry everything's cool crack on get your part two in 12 weeks time don't worry about what Norway is saying Norway is Norway you know you don't know what he's like and that's what I'm and that's what's freaking me out at the end of the day this we're trying to make we're trying to make the best of a bad situation it's yeah. if, if it's the most <clears throat> effective thing that we have it right now then yeah, know, it is what it is I know but do you know what I mean I know it's either that or, or it's, it's like a case of should we allow way more people to die than is necessary or give them a vaccine that maybe probably isn't as effective as, as we initially thought I hear you I hear you but once again if we go granular someone goes and gets a vaccine they end up with a blood clot they die that ruins that family now I know on a grand scheme of things politicians don't go that granular they can't afford to go that granular but we still have to recognise all I'm saying is I'm not saying let's stop the rollout let's 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 put a stop to it right away I'm not saying that what I'm saying is that we still have to go and swim a little bit in this new information and see because is it a case of waiting for there to be 40,000 blood clots and then we start swimming in that oh, it's only been 40 leave it but the flip side of that coin is that we don't give vaccines and more people die. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, but the flip side of... I'm not, no, no, I'm, not, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Carry on with your vaccinations, yeah. but... Just let people know that this is what's happening. And on, don't ignore this, because yeah. if this number starts to get bigger and bigger, or it affects one of your uncles or your aunties yeah. or one of my cousins or one of my mate's cousins or one of my, or, or someone else's, they, they're going to feel like they're, they're talking to a brother. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you, for sure. We have, to cut, we have to cut ourselves some slack as humans because... 
we don't know we'd like to think that we have the answers to everything and we don't no. we'd, we're trying our best to to just to just make best of the, of the situation exactly and, that, and that's all the best that we yeah. can do we're just do you know what i mean but that's why i just i just wanted to just i thought it was interesting to to just get your gauge on it and no you're absolutely right people do need to people do, like you said like you you said to me many times before you're not here to baby us you're not here to parent us give us all the information and let us decide um, yeah. Don't 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 hide certain bits of information because you want everyone to take the vaccine. Yeah, people will take the vaccine if they need to, but also let people know that there are some adverse effects. Because don't yeah, don't bury those adverse effects. Yeah. And and God forbid it happens to someone. You're like, we didn't know about this. Where was this information? And when it goes from being general to being granular, yeah, then it can affect. And and like I said to you, politicians obviously have to think on the, on on the grand scheme of things. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> people like me and you what I call grassroots people like but yeah you're right we're we're, we're in uncharted territory yeah, and yeah. we're having to freestyle but I just think you said something just there give everyone the information and let them have all it is bruv is let people have the freedom of choice don't make someone feel bad because they've decided they don't want to get the vaccine yeah, yeah. but then again don't make someone feel bad if they decide to get the vaccine just respect whatever anyone does don't be like oh you didn't get it hmm and then you've got that kind of awkward silence where you're like we've got to make sure we don't put that on each other yeah because what happens as well is that if if the information isn't coming from the from the people that should be giving the information out i.e the government or yeah mainly i mean it's the government that, that, that releases information or the health organizations as well then you mm. then people start looking in places for information that might be given something completely wrong just because it serves someone else's do you know what i mean that's a great um, point bruv that is such a and then it takes point. them down down another rabbit hole and then when you try to bring that point up people are like where's your where's your source and but it, I mean, it could be the exact right source, but just because it, they've had to look for it in some in the place. It's deep. It's beautiful what you said because think about it like this: Matt's telling you go and get the the vaccine. Yeah. Norway's telling you don't get the vaccine. So then you end up reading some fake news that tells you that the whole world is trying to destroy you. So then you go down that rabbit hole yeah. because you you can't find any clarity from the yeah. people you're supposed to be finding clarity from. For sure. So you end up going to the people or you end up just getting exposed to um, information that might sound might sound real yeah. because you're not getting the real information exactly. from here. It would be better for them to say, look, we know the vaccine's going to have its bugs. We know there's going to be issues. But we're going to be real with you. Yeah. This is the best thing. That's all we know. ever wanted. That's, that's all, all we ever want from our politicians. Be want, real with us. We don't want V Day yeah. and this day and that day. Stop treating us like we're thick. Yeah, we're not yeah. dumb people. Yeah. The reason why we're not dumb is because when you did V Day and you were crying, a couple of months later, now you're talking about third shots and boosters and a, a vaccine every year. And we've got 19 different versions. So stop treating us like we're dickheads yeah. because we're going to end up reading things from dickheads that are going to make more sense about the narrative and then you're going to get people that might end up following that shit yeah so yeah. it's the same situation just to touch on something that's happened recently um there's been a huge mistrust now with the police uh you've been following the story about about sarah who is tragic story yeah man. tragic story tragic story god um, bless her family god bless her family man like i mean and, 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 and god bless it's, her man it's raised a lot of things that need to be raised as well um and one of them is mistrust of the police because Can I just quickly say, yeah. and, I, and I'm going to throw this straight back to you. I think lately this story and the, and the Megan story, these are really polarizing stories that have opinions that go all the way from the left to all the way to the right. I've heard some mad, crazy shit, but yeah. I just want to say that as sensitive as these subjects are, we're just trying to talk about her in a, in a, in a, in a calm, debating way, yeah. and we're not trying to insinuate anything. Yeah. And, if, and if and don't insinuate, we are. 
Yeah. When, when we're just, you know what I mean? Because, and, I, and, I, and I'll just say this because I was probably, a lot of people having conversations about these subjects where it's very easy to end up in a heated situation when it really doesn't need to be that yeah. because that's the distraction. Exactly. You end up fucking talking about what's going on with a 32 million pound couple yeah. instead of worrying about your own electricity bill. Exactly. But anyway, back to you, brother. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was going to say that um, the locals in Clapham, where she was from, Clapham Commons, said, organised, uh, or there was a group that organised um, a very peaceful, not even a protest, just, just I think it's called a vigil. That's right. Where they come together. Candles. Um, candles and, and all of that. Yeah, a lot of flowers um, yeah. were placed down. It was a very well organised event. Obviously, we're, we're still in a, in a health crisis. Yes, crowds shouldn't be coming together. But when you looked at the pictures and the videos... People were all wearing masks. I, I don't think I saw a single person on, on pictures or videos of someone not wearing a mask. So people were being conscious about that. Also, a lot of the people that were there were also of an age that they're probably not as at risk to COVID as, as an older population. So we're cool there. And they weren't going there to be violent. They weren't going there to, to protest. They were just going there to show their support and show their love for this girl that tragically passed away. We should have been respected. We should have been respected. And protected. And protected. Police protect By who? and serve. By the fucking police. Yeah, they protect and serve. They don't oppress. So let me ask you, why do you, why do you think that these people that went there to pay their respects, that were wearing masks, that were probably social distancing, that were probably, you know, doing, every, that had ticked every box because that's, you know, that's how us British people are. Yeah. Like if we're going to do something and new conditions have been set, then we'll make sure we got our paperwork so that when you come to try and say something to us, you can't really fuck with us. So why is it that, the, that it turned into scuffles on the floor? What do you think happened in terms of events that led up to a woman being on the floor screaming with police over her, ironically, with masks on? <laughs> yeah, Which, ironically, well, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's police. Did so, they say you can't go down an abuse. No, they none of that. It was just, it was it was just came to down down to an abuse of power. Obviously, there they is. They want them to go home. They want them to go home. They so, want to go home, but right. they want them to go home because there is a law at the moment that says that large crowds can't lawful, come then. come together. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry. So obviously, police were like, "You guys need to disperse." Oh right. So they went but, down there to disperse. Them. Exactly. Right. But. This should have come from the commissioner, um, Cressida Duke. This should have come. This should have filtered down from her down to the police to say this is a one-off situation. Okay, right, this this on. girl has just passed away, yep. um, killed uh, by a policeman. Killed, killed by a fucking policeman. Furthermore, that I mean, alarm bell should have been going about this guy a long time ago, based on the, on the things that they found about him. The police should have should have been. This should have been a one-off situation. Okay, cool. We're we're in the midst of a of a pandemic. Yes, large crowds shouldn't be gathering together. But in this situation. Let's let's leave. Let's let them come here. Let's let them show their love, show their support. Um, but it's just gather. an abuse of power, bro. It's, again, large it's just an abuse gather. of power. Large Le exactly. Large people gather at um, They were all wearing exactly. Large people gather all the time. Exactly. Do you not think that on some of the sunny days that we've had in the past couple of weeks, man, I've seen parks rammed with people, and they've they've been police standing on 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 the outskirts, not doing anything. It's human behaviour. It's a complete lack of understanding. A human emotions see this is the it's a lack of understanding of the sentiment that people are feeling at the moment and that's and that's so weird because it's like I respect law we know that we live within laws but we're human beings made of emotions that came before there was ever laws bruv so if somebody has passed away in, in tragic circumstances brutal circumstances and, and, and the country's been captivate, captivated by that and, 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 and there's a collective mourning why didn't the commissioner just say alright I'll tell you what we'll do go and speak to the people that are running this vigil and tell them look by 10.30 we need you lot to really be out of here. Yeah. But come between seven and ten, we're gonna build like a, a route with cages, so we we'll keep everything flowing towards the vigil, so they can 
So people flow in, put the candle down, have a little moment, and then flow out. But after 10, if you, if you don't mind, can you lot shift? And then maybe the, the, the head of the protest might have said, All right, guys, listen, we got from half seven to half 10. They had talks with the police. Like, 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 like why, you, yeah, why, they had talks. Why, with, why were the conversations so blunt? And also, why was there no one telling the police commissioner, listen, here's a perfect... Who's a woman, by the way? Who is yeah. a woman herself? Exactly. So imagine, right? She's a woman, right? And knows what our streets are like. Knows what our streets are like for women. Knows what our streets are like for men. Knows what our streets are like for the youth. Because enough youth have been taken off the planet in the last year and a half. And none of these people... Like, when was the last time like this police commissioner got sat in front of like some committee and they said, all right, listen, commissioner, with all due respect, she knows what's going on in London. And she could have just said, you know what? What a perfect opportunity for me to show that I've got an emotion and I care about when people are taken... In, 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 in an unhumane way in my city she's fucking representing the city bro and yeah. she should have used this opportunity to say to London come and pay your respects we're, we're, we're going to do everything we can to uh, try and change the situation that's yeah. happened she because, should have understood the sentiment she should have yeah, understood it because, but one thing that's important that I want to touch on right mm -hmm. When this, when this situation happened, we, moved, we just went left. It was like no man's to leave the house after six o'clock. Or it, was, it all became this kind of situation where it, it was like, we need to readdress what's going on with, with men. When, I'm not being funny, but this geezer was a policeman. He was high up in the police force. We should also look at what's getting people's mental state to a point where they want to drive down Clapham in the early hours of the morning and be able to, conv with conviction, grab someone up and do what they do, what he did. What's going on in your life, bruv? Because that's not that's not from being a man. We focus straight on the behaviour of men, and we yeah. generalised everything. So I've been giving this a lot of thought the past couple of days, um, just trying to understand why the sentiment is the way it, where it is at the moment. And um, from the conclusion that I've kind of come to, again, this is just my observation, but the conclusion that I've seemingly come to is we live in a society that's so hypersexualized. Everything is sexualized. Women are objectified. It's no wonder why men feel that they can just objectify women and abuse women because that's the image that's portrayed in fucking in, in advertising. You go on the Daily Mail and you look at the right column of the Daily Mail. It's all just, I mean, I don't need to tell you what you see on that. Do you know what I mean? It's confusing, isn't it? It's like one minute... One minute you got like, can you pay my bills? Keep paying my telephone bills. Then you got, I'm a survivor. I'm gonna make it. Um, and then you got like women on Instagram making peas yeah. from filtered photos. And then you got OnlyFans now where people are making peas. And it's like, what is. We live in a hypersexualized society, man. But, but we've got all of that. And then you got, and then on the flip side, you got like Greta Thunberg, like, like pioneering climate change. And then you got like, you know, Meghan Merkel trying to like I'm, I'm confused on what she's trying to do at the moment but, and then you've got like I don't know like say like I don't know say someone like Serena Williams you know in tennis and what she's done or the woman that runs the IMF one minute one minute we don't want to talk about genders and now all of a sudden it's like straight up the man them are the target whereas I feel we need to understand and investigate why a man in the police force was compelled to do what he did. Yeah, let's not make this a war of the sexes, and let's let's yeah, make this about actions. Yeah, like, let's make this understand what exactly what right. act, what act, what led him to take the action that he did. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's a very complex it's a very complex subject because there are a lot of pieces to the puzzle. It's raw hash. Um, it's a raw subject. It's man. a very raw subject. It's a raw yeah. subject because it, it's, it's not there's no there's no one answer to it, man. There's there's a lot of, no. there's a lot of things that that have yeah, but the main thing. Let's not let's not cause more divide. Let's let's try not to cause yeah, more man. divide. Yeah, man. Exactly. Let's look at let's look at this as as something that can try and bring people together. Yeah. Whether that's you know men being more respectful of women 
in, in, in public. Don't don't make it once again where, you know, it's always with passive aggressiveness. It's always vilify someone if they don't agree with someone else's opinion. Or just tarnish everyone with the same brush. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Anyway, yeah. films. Uh, I watched Frankie and Johnny. Oh, yeah. I watched so Frankie and Johnny, that, yeah. So um, big up, and big up to Frankie and Johnny, man. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect when I put that film on because I'd, I'd heard about it. I've never seen it. I didn't know anything about it. Um, so I put that film on and it was... Romantic. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it's the best romantic film. And we, we, had th- we, we were in the car the other day and we were saying that we struggle to think of many films that are very good romantic... Not romantic comedy films, but just romantic films. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? Just, just on that, because we, we were we were talking about Sleepless in Seattle. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, But yeah. That's, that, that still had a kind of light-hearted comedy edge to it. Whereas the film you watched was, was hugely intense. Yeah, very a intense. Lot of, a lot of shouting, a lot of kind of um, trying to break down someone's barriers. Ba- ex- perfectly summed up. That film was all about breaking, the breaking down of barriers yeah. and the barriers were high. So I think, I think, what would you call it? A real life romance? Because it, because it, it, it was based on, it's based on, it's not based on a true story, but it's based like as if it was a real relationship. And yeah, what yeah. goes on, when you watch that film, you think, you know what I mean? That's some yeah. real shit. The co- do you know what the comedy came in from from Pacino yeah because and Pacino never tries to be funny but he has this way reality comedy it's reality comedy yeah. um, you that because he's a bubbly chef yeah yeah, yeah. that you're going to get comedic moments exactly but he's not trying to be a Jim Carrey exactly, so exactly. Speak. Yeah, yeah. let me ask you as well so when you watch that film and obviously you've seen Scarface so you've seen Arrida and <laughs> Barney together so now that you've seen what were they called in, in Frankie and Frankie and Johnny so the dynamics uh-huh. From, from one film to the other so the dino- so, different. so different so different but, so obviously, but both work. oh yeah 100% so in, in Scarface she plays the coked up wife she's about that lifestyle that's all she really cares about cold uh, cold no emotions <laughs> at all um, obviously he loved her at the beginning but then he was always just about his money and his business mm. But in Frankie and Johnny, so Frankie and Johnny is the second time that Pacino and Michelle Pfeiffer have played on-screen lovers. And in Frankie and Johnny, it was such a reversal in roles. It was like, honestly, it was, it was, I was gripped when I was watching this film because you don't understand until the end of the film why Frankie, who's Michelle Pfeiffer's character, had the barriers that she had. So and that's what she, gripped you? Yeah, that's what gripped me. Because I'm, I'm trying to figure, yeah, because... Because Pacino's coming on, coming onto her, and he's like, like I've I've never felt like this about someone before. Like, why are you not? Cold? Yeah, yeah, cold. As in, she was, she'd give him. She went cold at the beginning. Then she's like, okay, this guy's really persistent, and maybe he really does like me. But she could never understand why he liked her. Right. So she's like, so I, I, yeah, it's, it's so difficult. So imagine you're, you're trying to show someone you like them, and they think that it's all a full gazy. She had such high barriers and low confidence that she couldn't understand that there is someone that could like her for who she is. But then it got to the end of. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm not because I'd love for people to watch this film. I'm not going to say what happened um, and why she had the barriers. But once she she kind of reveals to Pacino what those barriers were, you're like, oh my god, I f- like wow, like you've just. <sighs> Wow, like I, I, it makes it all makes sense. You know, my mate said a deep um, thing to me. Man. Yeah, he goes to me. Um, you see, dudes like Pacino in that film, like like he was in love with her. He saw the, he saw the light in her. He wanted to look after her. He wanted to love her. But she, because of what she'd been through, just thought that he's another one that's just going to add maybe potential yeah. pain. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. risk of getting more pain is not worth me taking the risk of actually going on a journey with him. But sometimes when that relationship don't work out. 
and then she finally realises that he was the real deal Holyfield and then she goes out with another geezer the other geezer gets all the fruit of the other geezer's yeah, labour yeah yeah, yeah. I'll never forget when my mate told me that man I was like that's a deep lyric man he goes yeah. to me like sometimes you, you know you could love someone so much but they could be male or female they could just be like have their own demons where they just always can't f- work out why someone loves them yeah. and then when that relationship breaks and then they get with someone else because they think to themselves you know what I don't I don't want to maybe let go of something again especially if it is real because I'm constantly thinking it's going to be fake you know the next geezer gets or the next For sure. woman gets, gets sure, the yeah, yeah. that labour and that freaked me out yeah, man no, it was an intense film it was an intense film um, and I think yeah. I think to offset the intensity of the film um, I think the director wanted to add a comedic backdrop, right. and so he added the element of he had he the comedic backdrop was the fact that Pacino and and her as well they worked in a Greek restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> and the characters that worked in the restaurant <laughs> were amazing. So you got <laughs> so so let me just guess. So the Greeks like why don't you two just go out? <laughs> yeah. What what would the Greeks always not be able to understand? Well, there could, could be something simple. Yeah, it could course, just be simple. Of course, wicked man. Um, right. But you know, big up to Frank and Johnny. Um, and where, any- you, where you putting that? Where you putting that in Pacino's catalog? And where you putting it in? Like, for Pfeiffer's catalog, we don't really know it too well. Like, let's be real about um, it. I don't know it too well. Maybe you do. I, not not really. I, just a few. But um, in terms of in terms of like, if if you want to put it in genre, I'd say top five romantic films. Yeah. Do you know what, man? I'll top three. In fact top three Go just on. just because it's it really like it was deep man it wasn't trying to be it was it was deep and it was trying to show you like a real relationship for sure yeah, yeah. And, and showing you what what's uh, um, again I'm not going to say what happens to her no. but a lot of women might be able to see where she's coming from um, but also f- forgetting about like the material parts of relationships yeah, yeah, yeah. and the status part was yeah. more about by by having the the scenario and the relationship based on people working in in a restaurant, you took away all of the the oh she left me because someone had this or someone had that yeah. or he left me because you know for whatever reason he found a uh, a younger lady so to speak. Sure. It just it's, that film's focused more on dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Focused on people trying to make romance work, but they might both be coming into the romance with some hectic because he's he's obviously he's had a, he's had like previous um, a previous relationship as well and. Again, you, you find out what happened. But Pacino is just my guy, bro. Pacino, well, well, he doesn't play a role. That, that, the reason yeah. I say that is because like, obviously like, people know Pacino for like Godfather, Scarface. Yeah. But sometimes they forget like Scent of a Woman, you know, Frankie and Benny. Scent of, scent so of a Woman. So where in this film? Where yeah. you put in it? Like you put in it, would you put it? Like if you said to, if, you, if someone had never seen a Pacino film ever, uh-huh. would you say, would you put it above Scarface? Would you put it above Godfather? Or would you say, nah? If you've I would seen say, I'll say watch Scarface. And as soon as you finish watching Scarface, go watch Frankie and Johnny. Just so you can see right, the two so sides of Pacino. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely oh, up there. Okay. Definitely like because because of the of the topics that they cover and because of the story. Again, man, you know we love stories. We love yeah. a good story, and that was a good story. Yes. Yeah, so, obviously, got to touch on North London another, derby. Another defeat. Another defeat. Another. I didn't watch it. I only watched the highlights, and the highlights didn't give away too much. So, I would like to hear what you thought. Did you watch the whole game? I didn't watch all of it. No. <clears throat> with, with the North London derby, it's one of those ones where I'm like dipping in and dipping out because the nerves there's a lot of kind of nervous tension and frustration and also you just want those like when we scored it was unbelievable I mean the geese are just fucking rabanias in your face man like in a North London derby hash but you shouldn't be losing a game when you score a goal yeah, yeah. of that quality yeah Lamella's goal was beautiful but Arsenal did dominate we've got to be real about it like they hit the they got a really good player called um, uh, Rose is it 
Um, is he the guy that shot the first shot on target and it hit the post? Yeah. And that would have been his first Premier League goal? English international. Okay. He's going to be So he's quite young then? He's young, but I've been, I've been following him. So essentially, Arsenal have got very good young players. They've got very, very good potential in terms of how they play and how they want to play in terms of being successful again. And I think with a few additions, they look dangerous because Arteta's style of football is clear to see that it's a very good style. And for England, I think players like Saka and... Um, Oh, what's his geezer's name, man? Emil Smith Rowe is his name. Okay. And he's a little bad man, top player. Then you've got Saka, English as well, bad man player as well. But this season they've been they've been top draw. And today they dominated. For, especially in the first half. So they half. fully dominated us today? I would say I wouldn't say they no, no, they didn't fully dominate us, but in the first half, there's some chances that they had that they, they probably could have scored from, that they probably should have scored from. Then obviously, you know, coming into the second half. We made the mistakes again. It just felt like we didn't know what to do with the ball. Arsenal were much more confident in having the ball and wanting to create with it, whereas we were trying to like maybe grab the ball from them and, and, and then go and show some quality instead of doing... Spurs seem to lack build-up play. Yes. Build-up yeah, play. Yeah, yeah, gone, yeah. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like nick the ball. But it's because the build-up play starts from the defence. In football general, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and like we keep saying time and time again, our defence just isn't there. Yeah. Was our, was our defence... Easily, pe easily penetrable today. I wouldn't say. I mean, it's penetrable as it has been. You know, and Arsenal are a good team. They're going to. They are you a good up. team. Yeah, you're right. But look, teams are going to open you up if, if they've got the ball and they're being trained every week to play possession football and to pull you out of position through build-up play and then have people run from deep and score. It's what Pep does at Man City, but before that, Barca, Arteta's doing it at Arsenal, and obviously he's done that with Man City. Do you think he's adopted a lot of Pep's um, he's techniques? Adopted, but it's also in Arteta already. Arteta's already a cultured man when it comes to tactics of football right, okay. and breaking teams down and that philosophy of that Barcelona Cruyff right, right, essence right. like Arteta's got that the reason it wasn't a case of Pep getting Arteta and making Arteta it was a case of getting Arteta because he could enhance the overall package right, of okay. Pep's coaching right, team right, right, right. Yeah, and, and at the same time Arteta can, can still improve and what you saw today which is concerning for me as a Tottenham fan is Arsenal relishing the ball Arsenal wanting to everyone on their team to touch it whereas Spurs it didn't feel like that under Mourinho that's not his way of playing so it was it was a case of once again you know retreating to the edge of the box you know taking on a lot of possession taking on a lot of them trying to create if somebody's trying to get through a hole eventually they're going to get through it isn't it yeah, so when you give Arsenal the ball all the yeah, time yeah. and they're trying and they're trying and trying they're going to get through but what, what I would say because I'm obviously you know a little bit upset so I don't want to be too critical of Tottenham but you know Harry Kane was unlucky with a shot off the post but the follow up should have been clinical mm -hmm. you know the penalty could have been easily not given easily avoided you there know, was no again, need for you to do that karate kick in the like why and then, but then VAR once again are you there are you not there yeah, yeah. What, what, what's your one minute you want to be the dominant in the relationship the next minute you want to be the silent what's going on yeah so Lamella as well knowing that Son I hope nothing too serious I hope it's nothing too serious but there's no need for you to be compose yourself you're a player of yeah. that quality. You need to compose yourself. Yeah, but Ibrahimovic is one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah. And even even he loses it. For sure. You know, I think when you're playing in a North London derby, I think Lamella, Lamella probably, and I'm not disregarding what you're saying, Hash, you're spot on. As a footballer, you're, you are a professional footballer, hence the word professional. But you are human as well. And I think for Lamella to have scored that goal, seeing how the game was panning out, you know, we're away from home. He's probably seen a top four slipping. We already know there's already maybe some frustrations in the changing room. Yeah. Maybe 
maybe some players that aren't giving getting, the benefit of the doubt. That he probably just he just probably lost a bit of um, fair enough. You know his composure, like you said, which is not making excuses for him because he should have maintained it. This is annoying because then you drop down to a ten man squad when you don't need to be in that position. And, but also it's, it's 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 that, but it's more a case of you've won three games, you've won three games, and then you've gone and lost this fourth one to Arsenal, and now trying to catch the top four, it's gone again. It's yeah, like, yeah, you know, look, you know, like a hundred meter race, yeah, in a hundred meter race, right? If you have a shit start, you've probably got another twenty meters to, for you to, get, for it. to get your head up, your back straight, your fucking arms going left and right, yeah, your yeah. thighs pumping, and try and see if you can close down. But eventually, you're going to run out of meters, and the race is going to finish. And I think for Tottenham, we keep if we take a, if we take Tottenham season and put it into a hundred meter race. If we're at say the thirty meter mark now, the thirty forty meter mark. If we, if the next 60 metres aren't on point, on point, then yeah. I when you say on point, does that mean a win in every game going forward? It's got to be a win in every Premiership game with maybe the exception of one or two draws. No losses. It can't, it can't be. Because you're relying on 6th, 5th and 4th and the teams underneath you in 8th and ninth to also fuck up. It's not going to happen. Laws of averages. So... So what have we got coming up? We've got Dynamo Zagreb. So as we continue to be favourites in the Europa League <laughs> in Hash's world, so we've got a 2-0 advantage, bruv. And is that on Thursday? Yeah, that's on Thursday. Yeah. And it, by the way, is that, the, is that the, the early kickoff time or is that the... It is, yeah. 5.55. Yeah. So how do you feel about these football games coming in at like literally when work just finishes? I don't really... To be honest, I, I just kind of wait for the highlights, yeah. man. I'll wait You're for the highlights. You're a highlight fan, isn't it? Yeah, Love just because it's Love like... the highlight crew. <laughs> Ash is like, I don't want the lowlights. I don't want to know about give, anything Give me what low. I need to know. <laughs> just give me the highlights. Give me anything to do with action and excitement. Everything else yeah. is all about editing. Yeah, no, for sure. The, obviously, the long games I like to watch are the finals and the big mm. games. Mm. But otherwise, just, it just takes a lot out. It just takes a lot out of my time. Of course, of course. Um, it's a lot of time to spend. Each to their own. If that's, how, if that's how you like to have your soup, bruv, that's how you like to have your soup. But I just hope that Spurs give you a bit more flavour for you to enjoy. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's that. hope. And if they do win a Europa, I'll buy you dinner. <laughs> How's that? How about Done that? deal. Yeah. Done Any deal. Any restaurant you want. Done deal. Okay. Yeah. I'll buy you dinner. If Tottenham win the Europa. If win the Europa Done League, deal. Okay. I will buy you dinner. From any restaurant of your choice. All right, okay. done. But if it's a posh restaurant, you got to get reservation. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to get the booking, bro. Because I, I ain't getting the booking. Come on, Tottenham, don't let us down. Don't let us down. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone from Tottenham's heard that, make it happen. Man. <laughs> come along for the meal as well, man. <laughs> you got you got the Spurs players in, yeah, yeah man. Okay, come, cool. come and talk with the with the cool. grassroots. Son, Kane, Ali, yeah. if you're listening, more than welcome. Especially bring the trophy with you. <laughs> bring the trophy, bring the trophy with, with you. you, with you bring the trophy with you. So yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens with that. Talking of trophies, yeah. I got something I got something funny for you as well. I noticed um, I picked this up the other day. I, I, I told you the other day I wanted to talk about this. You, so you know Atletico Bilbao. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're in the Copa del Rey final mm -hmm. and they're playing Barcelona, and that's the Copa del Rey final 2021. But they're also in the Copa del Rey final for 2020, 2020, which is the same competition <laughs> which didn't get to get played because of Corona. So we've got a team that is about to play a final that they might win or lose and then play the same final for the year before that they might win or lose. Unprecedented. Also, this is the first time in, in 14 years that Barca haven't made it into the Champions League quarterfinals. Wow, man. So that's that's letting you know that they're coming to an end. Yeah. Like, and, and can I just say one thing? What a beautiful, beautiful journey and what a beautiful time Barcelona gave us, man. Mm -hmm. You know, we pay homage to, to the Godfather, 
series. We pay homage to the Lord of the Rings series. I want to pay homage to the Barcelona series. I want to pay homage to David Villa, to Pedro, to Neymar, to Suarez, to Messi. You know, and, I'm, and, and, and there's more I can name, but I'm naming them because there's three different waves of a strike force that gave Champions League glory to Pep Guardiola, Luis Enrique. Basically, Barcelona won the Champions League with Villa, Pedro and Messi. Then they won it with Suarez, Neymar and Messi. Those, those strike forces, man. And also players like Iniesta, Xavi, Busquets PK PK just unbelievable the amount of years hash the amount of years that these guys I know Ronaldinho at his time at Barcelona he's the best ever footballer ever to play football like if football was only the era and the years that he was at Barcelona then he's the greatest footballer to ever play football but obviously he's not and it's not that era so we, that's why we have Diego Maradona's and we have Lionel Messi's of the worlds and we have the Pele's of the worlds but if you look at if you look at Barcelona's team from from when Pep first won the Champions League up until up until the last time they won the Champions League no team has been able to have players stay at a club and perform at that level that consistently. So in years to come, I think people will look back and say that, that might have been the greatest decade of any of any team. Pep's definitely one of those managers yeah. that cares about his players, probably in the personal life and in the, in the professional life. So I know he's a big hero of yours. Yeah, no, I've got a lot of, yeah. Just, just from from who he is, it's more than football. When, with Pep, when you understand his mindset, it's more than football. It's like a way of life, and it's the reason why he, he is the way he is. You can tell that he's someone that when you, if you were to look at his personal life, you could see how kind of get an idea of how he runs that as well. And yeah. do you know what I mean? Who could play Pep in a film? Who would be a bad man actor to play Pep in a film? That's a sick question. Like if they if they said Pep, like who do you want to play you? And also, are you trying to visualise a physical-looking Pep, or do we go with some... I'm trying to do both. It's I'm got, trying to see who can do both. Yeah. Stanley Tucci. Remind me. We spoke about him in... He was a detective in Lucky Number 11. The detective. Oh, right. So I bald know why head. you've gone for him. You've gone for him because of the head shape yeah, yeah, yeah. and the bald head. Yeah, yeah. But I think he might be too short and too stocky for yeah, Pep. Yeah. But I know what I like. I love, with, um... love your methodology <laughs> on that. I love your methodology on that. What about someone like Chirio? Bruv, do you not think Chirio Damazza could play fucking Pep, bruv? Come on, yeah, man. Yeah, he could, he could. He could play he Pep, could. Yeah, he could, he could. Someone's got to call him, man. Because he could speak Spanish as well. He could probably speak Spanish. Italian. Italians now speak Spanish. Like They can pick it up, I'm sure. Yeah, he could. He could. Because he's, he's, yeah. I think that could be. Look at his facial expressions. Look at the way Pep does his facial expressions when he's on a sideline, when he's in a dugout. And then what you've seen on the program on Amazon, anyone that ain't seen the program, Badman program. And now look at Cheerio and his facial expressions and what he does. And even when he's in public as well, when Pep's in public, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's very quiet. He's very, so is Cheerio. When Cheerio's around people, he doesn't know too well. He's very, he keeps himself to himself. And the way that like they, you can ask him a question and then like they answer it with their face and then they answer it with words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Cheerio could be, a, could, could, okay. he All could right. do that really well. Yeah, yeah, I'm but let's that. try, let's try and think of one more Hollywood person. Let's try and go what someone, someone from, Tom Cruise, no. Tom Cruise, no. <laughs> Travolta, no. Travolta, no. No. Uh, Brad Pitt's probably, try, no. Ooh, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's, let's Brad entertain that bald, thought for a bit. All right, Brad, Brad Pitt with, bald, with a bald head and like a little bit of hair on the side. Or, or no, he, he couldn't. He couldn't do Pep's expressions. Or, no, no, he couldn't. No. He couldn't no. Or do we just keep Brad as Brad, but get him to act like Pep? So Brad as Brad, but acting like Pep. What about Michael so Fassbender? 
Mm. Michael Fassbender. But once again, Hash, do they have to shave their heads? Because if, they, if they've got to shave their heads, then that's cool. But Pep sometimes has that hair on the side. He does, he does. I can't imagine. <laughs> he does. I can't imagine Fassbender. <laughs> that's like, true. When Pep's like on an 18-game running streak, <laughs> he, might, he, might not, he might not shave his hair. He might say, you know what? I'm not going to shave my hair. <laughs> Like, but in terms of garms and in terms of like build, Fessbender. Fessbender's got the build and the, the, well, the physical the physical energy as well. Yeah, but Fessbender, to be fair, you know what, bro? Um, Pep's top half, Pep's slim. Yeah, he's his slim. top half slim. Yeah, he yeah. can't really play with his with his with his fires. No homo, but he's a football player, so his fires are still serious. But he's in shape, man. Yeah, he's but in he's, shape. But his, his upper body, he's upper slim. body. Bernardo Silva's like that. Because he was running well. around. <laughs> Bernardo Silva's like that as well. Yeah, true, like, true. watch Bernardo Silva. There's a lot of footballers, bro. You look at their arms and you think, oh man, like, I know I've got skinny arms, but I'm, we're, we're built like that because we come from desert countries. <laughs> we're like, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's just how our genes over years, like, from the desert, bro. We ain't even from like jungle or forest. We're just from the <laughs> desert. But um, but yeah, so I think, I think um, all right, so who else? Who else? So we can't, we say Fessbender's kind of in contention. Uh, fucking hell. Or do we go with an actor that kind of like, who's in the, like U- the film what? makes their career? The film makes their career. So instead of going with an established actor, does Pep's, does Pep's film go with an actor where it's a bit unknown, but he's the spit? Like, have you seen the That could actually be the only way forward. I might have one. Go on. I might have one. I can't remember his name, but I know you will because you're you're the bad man for this. The geezer that played in that film, The Pianist. Oh, um, he's got a big nose, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He's in a lot of West. He's in um, the Grand Budapest Hotel as well. (laughs) Oh, what a film! Can I just say the Grand Budapest is one of the best films in terms of smooth, (laughs) just smooth, great viewing, and just brilliant moments of of unbelievableness like when they try and take the little boy from my man when he's sitting on a train and Ray finds is like he's got paperwork he's got paperwork and they're like he's coming with us and he looks at a little boy and he says do you know what this is going to be serious but he sacrifices him it's just a brilliant film Adrian Brody is the guy is the guy we're looking for Adrian um, Brody but sorry not to take away from your beautiful beautiful anecdotal oh, bro that, I love that film the boy with I love that film the photo. you know the painting yeah yeah yeah, yeah they still <laughs> And the, and the chase, you know, the chase, the chase through the hotel. Oh my God, man. I love that film. I like, I, I didn't, I wasn't expecting to see what I saw. Like it was very, like very, the style of it, the, the way things were shot. You were just, you're looking at this and like, yo, what's was going on? Were some of the locations Some of them models? were models, yeah. Like the, 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 the hotel yeah, and, yeah. and them running up what looks like a massive It was hill. almost like, um, it was almost like watching half film, half... What are those two puppets that they used to have oh, back Punch in the and day? Judy. Punch and Judy. But how... how I just thought... Top 10? You know what I'm going to say, yeah. Top 10? I'm going to say top, top 20. I'll say top, top 20. 20. Okay, go with that. Top 20. It was just such a smooth film. Yeah, yeah. And it had such a, an emotional, romantic story to it. Um, in terms of how the guy acquired the, the, the hotel, yeah, yeah. who he was originally... Yeah. His relationship with the little kid as well. Because he knew what a bellboy's journey was. Yeah, yeah. Because Monsieur Gustave, Ray Fiennes' character, he's just... You've got to remember, this geezer, right, is... What's his name in Harry Potter? Lord Voldemort. Do you know what I'm saying, brother? Now, all of a sudden, you've got him running a hotel, yeah. sleeping with 80-year-old women. He also plays M in the new James Bond really well. Really well. 
the way that he sort of talks to James Bond about James, the realities of the new world is different <laughs> now. We want different war, James, and we can't be as open as that. Yeah, yeah. He's a brilliant actor, but I want to big up William Defoe. William Defoe, hundred percent was hundred percent <laughs> with the leather jacket. Right, so what type of is that a type of filming when it the way it's like and then it's him on the bike and then the way that he's oh, yeah, going through the snow the way he's going through the snow and the ski thing like he just pops up and he's his facial expressions actually like when he pops up and he's chasing oh oh please anyone if you haven't watched if you have not seen Grand Budapest Hotel it's a Saturday night film of a William Defoe was one of the best characters in that film Jeez, look God has brilliant man because you're remembering it you that's why you're busting up because you're now you're, all the scenes are coming back to you <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Grand Hotel yeah. Budapest. I'm, glad, I'm that. glad that somehow got, <laughs> got brought up into one. But let's go back to the main thing. Let's try and finish off. I don't know where we were. We were I don't know where we were. We were trying to work out an actor to play Pep Guardiola. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think the guy from... Adrian Brody, yeah? I think Adrian could be a shout. Or do we, do we give it to Christian? Because Christian has played Dick Cheney and he's also played Batman. Now... Both men have had a huge impact on society <laughs> in two completely different ways. Dick Cheney brought around the world of surveillance and the military industrial complex and Batman tried to save humanity from I have to, I corruption. Have to, I have to throw American Psycho in there. Have to throw that in there. Christian Bale was next level in no American problem. Psycho. And, and, and please throw more because what I'm trying to get to is, is he somebody... I think it's his face though. Do you think his face is a bit too... His jaw is a bit... He's, he, he'll take oh, you I, too far away from... But let me throw this at you. Go on. We've seen him lose weight in The Machinist. We've seen him play in American Hustle yeah. as a bald fat man. Yeah. We've seen him play Dick Cheney. Yeah. I'm not going to describe what Dick Cheney looks like, in case Dick Cheney's listening. <laughs> and we've seen him play Batman with a six-pack chest <laughs> and triceps to rival biceps. So that's all I'm saying. He's an actor that we've seen in different yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. makeup and costumes. Possible. Possible. He could, he, could, he could definitely... There's no there's no doubting that he could get there as a character. You can imagine as well. No like, doubting. He'd be like, Pep, it's Christian. I, I want to spend the week with you. <laughs> I want to sleep with you. I want to train with you. And yes, no, bro, no problem. <laughs> yeah. <but> it, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> but can you imagine Christian Bell saying... Pep, I want to take I want to take the halftime team talk this week, and Pep's like, we're playing Man United in the Manchester derby. You're shadowing me. You're not. You're not. You are not me. I could do it, Pep. I, I feel I could do it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards. I'm okay, leaning, let's I'm leaning, let's keep that in the mix. I'm leaning towards him. I've got it. Go on. I've got it. Mark Strong. Bring it. Who's Mark Strong? Mark Strong. Give me, give me Mark Strong was in Rock and Roller. Archie, tall guy, trench coat. He was also oh, Rock and Roller God. with the gut. Hash. That's him. You done That's it. him. That's it. That's it. That's Mark it. Strong. <laughs> and on that note, Hollywood, get Mark Strong. So basically, if Pep Guardiola does a film and Mark Strong plays in that film, yeah. Hash is owed 20 grand. <laughs> 20 bags for Hash. And Hash, I want five bags. He's got the face, he's got the head, he's got the body, and perfect, he's got, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. He's, we've, he's got the charisma. Yeah. He's got the eyes. Yeah. And you, bruv, I can imagine Mark Strong standing in a changing room in a man city. <laughs> no, no. In a Hugo Boss jumper, a pair <laughs> yeah, of Ferrari yeah. trousers, yeah, yeah. Hugo Boss shoes. Yeah, 100%. I'm with you. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Mark Strong, we want you to play Pep Guardiola in, in Pep Guardiola's film. Make it happen. Make it happen.